Hi, thanks for tuning in to my very own podcast, Xiaxue No Filter, where I share with you my unfiltered opinion on what is going on with the world. Oh my god, I am mega triggered. You're offended at your own Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast and this week we're going to be talking about all the spicy news that has been happening and everything that has been triggering me again. Alright, so the first topic we're going to talk about is me. <laughs> I'm on the news again um, this week because of my sort of WP saga. If you guys didn't know, I recently wrote about how my estate is in a destitute state and it's really really bad. So I posted the photos of what was going on um, you know, around my neighborhood and the photos are really horrifying and shocking. Lah, huh? So that's what people told me. And some of the photos are like cracks in the walls. Okay, it sounds really like like trivial when I say it like that. But you know, you guys can go and check out the photos. They're on my Instagram highlights under Aljunit. So you can go have a look. And I guess the most serious issue was the spalling concrete. And it was like a giant piece of concrete actually fell down from the ceiling from water damage. This giant piece of concrete actually fell down in December 2019, uh, way before coronavirus. I have video evidence of this because my friend actually came to my house that day and she sent me a video and told me, hey, you know, your ceiling like fell, <laughs> fell down lah. So I was like, okay, well, that looks quite bad, you know. And I told my mom and the next day she immediately called the town council to ask them to fix the issue. And a few phone calls later, a few emails later, it was still not fixed and it has been almost a year. And my mother has been pestering me every day to go and post about this. She says she has tried all the other methods to fix the problem. And, you know, I tried to be very civil about the way I write about this because, you know, the, the WP um, supporters, they, are, they can be really, really mean when you say anything against WP. I just don't want another online funeral, like, you know, the same thing with Raisha Khan. And... Uh, but I do feel like I, I have a right to say something lah because my estate, you know, is really very, very badly maintained. And just a little bit more details that I didn't talk about on my IG stories. Some people ask me, why would you buy a house that's in this terrible condition? Well, I bought the house about eight years ago when it was freshly taken over from PAP. When I bought the house, it was actually in okay condition. It was like, not like super beautiful, but it was like maintained like, well, it was clean, all the the pain were not peeling, you know, none of these defects that I showed uh, were actually there. And I lived there for eight years now. And over the last two years, I started to realize that it has become like worse and worse and worse. And I never once like complained to town council or anything like that, because I feel it's a bit anti to do this kind of thing. Uh. So it's usually my mom who does such things. And this, this time round, she got pissed off enough to tell me to post about it online because nothing else has like has worked. We have tried all the normal protocols um, and it has all been ignored. Lah. So so yeah, that was the saga and a lot of people found the pictures really, really shocking. Like so many people DM me to tell me that it is the worst HDB that they have ever seen. Like the worst. And some people ask me like, are you staying in some like <laughs> abandoned house? Some people were like, is this Singapore? I can't even believe it. Like, you know, it was so bad, man. I didn't know it was that bad. Lah, okay, but yeah. Um... Yeah, so that was that. And then uh, I thought that would be the end of it. But then the saga continued because, you know, those um, anti-government kind of websites like Online Citizen or The Independent, they wrote like quite nasty articles about this thing. 
when I saw that news article, I was like mega fucking triggered. Okay, like because the article tried to spin it such that I was a spoiled entitled girl. And of course, they didn't show any pictures. And it was such biased, terrible reporting. And they just tried to frame it such that Singaporeans, whenever there's a problem, they will go crying to the authorities for help. And then, you know, like instead of taking responsibility for their surroundings and... Um, it's complaining nonstop, and they also mentioned that I, uh, how is it possible that I don't understand that there is a pandemic? So you know things like cannot be done as and when I please, and like hello, I was so pissed off because this is like such absurd bias reporting. They tried to frame it such that I, as if I'm talking about some really small issue like there's bird shit on my doorstep which hasn't been fixed immediately when I asked for it. Hello, this is like falling concrete, okay? This is a giant piece of concrete falling down on the ground that could easily hit someone and there are more pieces that are threatening to fall down and I have complained via the normal means, the regular means since 2019 and nothing has been done and I feel like I was very reasonable in bringing up this issue. In the article, they also mentioned that uh, my behaviour is in marked contrast to WPMP's Raisha Khan and her Ting Ru and I was just stunned like speechless. I just cannot believe that they're saying that. Seriously, you're talking about these two MPs. They are allegedly really wealthy. I think that they probably never stayed in HDB all their lives. So they have no void decks to care about. All right. And like what mark contrast? What contrast? It's not like they're doing anything that's any different from me. It's just lip service. They are just telling Singaporeans that, you know, Singaporeans should be more responsible for their surroundings. We shouldn't be so reliant on like uh, migrant workers, foreign workers to do all the dirty jobs for us. Like really, these two girls, I just can't help but wonder, you know, have they ever lived a day of their life without a domestic worker just doing all their saikang for them? Yeah, I really want to know. In more HDB-related news, we have a 60-year-old man who is a heavy smoker. He smokes over 20 cigarettes a day. And he smokes at his balcony every single day. So recently, he was splashed with water on his head when he was smoking. And it's so funny because like, you know, every single time that happened, he somehow thinks it has nothing to do with him personally, but just an accident, right? He thinks that probably someone is washing clothes upstairs or like whatever. And the fourth time he got splashed with water again, he probably also thought that it was an accident. But then his neighbor from upstairs shouted at him to stop smoking. And then he realized, oh, you know what? That actually wasn't accidental. So if you're a smoker in Singapore, it's been quite bad news for you like the past few years, I guess. Because, you know, like the areas that you are permitted to smoke at has been reduced like significantly. And in the past, I guess people, I still remember those days where people can smoke at the coffee shop, they can smoke at Zook, they can smoke at car parks, um, you can smoke at the HDB corridors, like multi-story car parks, playgrounds, all this, of course, is really cannot really. Lah. So I must say, right, you know, like over the past 10 years, I have seen like a significant drop in smokers. Like it used to be that maybe 50% of my friends smoke. And now it's a really, really small percentage. I can name like maybe two or three friends who smoke only. And most most people whom I know smoke in the past kind of have quit also. So I guess, you know, this like inconveniencing them has like uh, to a certain degree worked or perhaps all the negative messaging around smoking has also helped. Lah. So this has been a hot topic recently because people are discussing whether smokers should be allowed to smoke in their own house. And recently, Nisun GRC MP, Louis Ng, he has called for a ban on residents smoking near their windows or on their balconies 
or to minimize the effect of secondhand smoke on their neighbors. And to catch these people, if this ban were to come into effect, he suggests using the surveillance cameras that are already installed um, to catch little bugs, I guess, people who throw things from their high floors. Um, these surveillance cameras then can be used to sort of monitor their behavior. And he also suggested that we can use thermal surveillance cameras to catch people who smoke at their corridors, okay? So when people hear the word surveillance cameras, they immediately get really scared, I guess. They think that, you know, it's invading their privacy and stuff. And actually, I'm quite shocked. Like, I didn't know that there are surveillance cameras that can catch us from, like, littering. Um... It's quite shocking to me. I didn't know that. Now I'm thinking, right, is it true that if I stand in my balcony that there's some camera out there that can actually film what I'm doing? Because, you know, sometimes like I will lace around the house. Like maybe I might take off my top. I don't know whether I have been filmed topless near the, the window, you know. Mm, okay. Anyway, it, it by the way, if you guys didn't know, it's also illegal to be naked near your own window. And somebody was actually charged for this like some time back. I think, I think, I'm going to check by yourself. Yeah, so there was some outrage over that as well. Because yeah, if we can't be naked in our own house, really what is life? So while I don't agree that people should be able to smoke on their own balconies, because this is not technically about your own house anymore, it's clearly your smoke is drifting into other people's house, what I would suggest is that perhaps you can smoke with your windows closed? I don't know, since you don't mind the smell so much, maybe you wouldn't mind it like, you know, just uh, infusing your entire house, then you can understand how other people who don't smoke feel like, you know, <laughs> since you want the enjoyment of smoking, then you should also, you know, deal with your whole house smells like it, like, instead of making everybody else's house smell like it as well. But at the same time, I do think that the surveillance cameras are really, really, really bad idea because why would anyone want more government surveillance? Just... Wow. Some people have also said that this is kind of like a soft ban on smoking because right now, you know, the areas where you can smoke, um, just really, really limited. And at the same time, you know, smoking is very, very expensive in Singapore as well. So people are just like, why don't you just outright just freaking ban it, right? So, but I guess, you know, it gives the government a lot of tax. Uh -huh. And yeah, but you know what? I don't feel like it's something that is that far-fetched in future. They might actually ban smoking completely. I mean, Busan has done it, so why not Singapore, I guess? Sounds like a good plan, you know, because coming from uh, somebody with a kid, I just don't want my child to, you know, in future suddenly take up smoking, I guess. Yeah, but again, this is also an issue of human rights and that people should be able to harm their own health if they want to, I guess. Some people will argue for that. Yep, so I would love to know your thoughts. Let me know. Also in the news is a video of a student slapping his mother repeatedly in a TikTok video. And this one went really viral. Somebody sent it to me on Instagram. And I guess people are really, really outraged by this because it's just a video. Looks like a hidden camera of a student. He is in secondary school, so I guess he's not more than 16 years old. And his mother was just sitting down on the floor. If you haven't seen the video, I'm just going to describe it right here. His mother was sitting down on the floor and she was like holding a box, a white color box. I don't know what she was doing. Seems like she was fixing some DIY thing. And then um, he was just standing around her and he slapped her, not once, but a few times. It wasn't super clear. It looks like a hidden camera kind of thing. And so that video really went viral because the mom kind of ended by saying like something like Nitalanta or something like that. Yeah, so she she looked she looked quite distressed and 
uh, it is all the more like shocking because there was no argument. She wasn't yelling at him. She wasn't doing anything to him. And just out of nowhere, he just freaking slapped her around. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of people are really outraged and so was I um, when I saw that video. A lot of people are talking about this case because there is a lot of people criticizing the boy. But at the same time, there were also a lot of people saying, look, he is a kid. You know, we don't really know what's going on in his household. So should we really be so harsh to him? Um, what if he commits suicide and stuff like that? And also it, it got a little bit worse because, you know, the boy actually went on Instagram. I I don't know whether it's really his page, but people were spreading it around. And he said that, you know, um, his mom had actually went to complain to his stepbrother that he demanded $100 from her when it is his allowance and anyone will get angry when they are accused. And when I reached home, I talked to her nicely. Then she started shouting at me, giving me a stern stare like I did anything wrong when I only asked her nicely. And she continues, uh, his English is like really, really, really bad. Yeah, so he did admit that it is his fault and that said that he and his mom even talked it out on the day itself. And then um, he also said that a lot of people are sending him deliveries from McDonald's. He showed a picture of it. And I was just like, wow, that's kind of nice. I can't believe people did that. That's, that's good while you get food, right? So he also said like, please stop with the hate. It's really hurting me. It can do no good to you too. Uh, put down your phone, go to your mommy and say, I love her. Hmm. Okay, I think his English is very bad. I think he meant you love her because I don't think my mother cares if you love her. So, uh, yeah, so it's kind of rich, huh? Coming from someone who's slapping his mother around the head. Yeah. Did you tell your mom that you love her? Yep. And then the last photo that I saw was him dangling his legs down a HDB flat and he said life is stressful. So actually, when I first saw the video, I reposted it as well because I was really outraged and... um. I think that that behavior needs like to be seen by more people. Uh, but like, you know, like after that, I took it down because I saw that, you know, I, I really don't want to be contributing to him committing suicide. Lah. And plus he already kind of apologized. And I feel that, you know, I kind of regret posting up the video as well because, you know, in my group chat with friends, I was quite surprised to see that, you know, among my friends, like, many of them don't think that it's his fault. Like a lot of people blame the mom and blame bad parenting. And some people have also suggested that he could be a really damaged child because perhaps he has seen his dad hitting his mom as well. And because of his young age, he probably doesn't know what is right and wrong or maybe doesn't know how to control his emotions yet. So people shouldn't be that hard to him. And I think that that is a different perspective. There are some very weak women in the world. I have seen like aunties who like, you know, they are not like respected by their children because, you know, maybe they cannot speak English very well. You know, maybe they are housewife. And as kids navigate this world, which is more and more advanced and, you know, they, they see that their mom is kind of like swaku or, you know, like something like that, they start to really just lose respect for their parents. And I feel like the core issue of this is that he just does not respect his parent because even as he's smacking her around, she just allows it and she's just sitting down there and taking it. And of course, this behavior when repeated like over time, you know, you start to think that you can do something like that and it's right to do something like that. Um, but at the same time, I do feel that, you know, like, it's not her fault that she is not that kind of person who stands up for herself. I wish that she would. Um, but at the same time, I understand that different people have different kind of characters and she just has some a, a weaker character than, than most strong women nowadays that we see. Lah. Yeah, so 
and maybe she also feels like very downtrodden in her life. Like maybe her household, she's constantly being bullied by everyone. And so this is what happened long. And a lot of people also were speculating why is it that the video would come out online? Because it seems unlikely that the mom will go and post a video like that. Uh, my own personal speculation with no evidence whatsoever is that it's probably a video taken by the stepbrother because he mentioned a stepbrother. And the stepbrother probably loves the mom and, and knows that this behavior has been going on for a long time. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, my guess lah. And maybe he just, you know, because he tried to stop it and he couldn't stop it. So if the stepbrother, it's most likely that the stepbrother is younger than him. Maybe he feels like he cannot stop his older brother from hitting the mom. And so he, he, he felt like a video shaming him was the only way that he can stop it. And if it did, I mean, that's good. Um, another thing that my friends also brought up is that, you know, people are trying to fight for the mom and trying to say that she had injustice done to her and therefore they, they need to fight for her. Um, but, you know, my friend's opinion is that if you're fighting for the mom, she does not want her child to be bullied, right? Um, nobody wants that for their, for their child. So that is kind of contradictory to what you're fighting for. So I'd love to know what you guys think. We've come to the news of the week, which has triggered me the most. And that is WP uh, MP, Jameis Caucus Lim, has filed a parliamentary question on environmental tax uh, for the Minister of Transportation, Mr. Ong Ye Kung. And he's asking for SIA to be charged with environmental taxes if their initial plan of their flights to nowhere are to be confirmed. And Minister Ong has said, well, no, due to the financial crisis that SIA is facing since the start of the pandemic. And of course, uh, unless you're living in a box, you should know that all the airlines are, you know, they're really wow, very tough now. Lah. So SIA now only serves 1.5% of its passenger volume and has also recently retrenched 4,300 people. So that is a huge amount of people who just lost their jobs while they're working for the aviation industry. All right. And of course, to Singaporeans, SIA is a very beloved icon and is the pride of Singapore, right? And people got really, really annoyed with him because this just sounds really tone deaf, right? Jameis subsequently posted on Facebook that this environmental tax actually have its costs like passed on to passengers in which Minister Ong actually dealt him a little shot by telling him that, well, there are no passengers to speak of right now. What kind of annoyed me was when I saw the video of what happened in Parliament, after Minister Ong replied firmly with a no, Jameis was still asking for an explanation. And Minister Ong already told him, well, it's because they are not earning any money right now. And he's like, oh, may I know why you wouldn't consider this environmental tax? Like, seriously, why are you wasting our minister's time? Like, he already told you why. And Mr. <laughs> Ong told him that, you know, it's because this is like what the Chinese saying is, which means to kick someone when they're down. Yeah, so I, 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 just, I just could not believe this. I know, I understand that this is a typical leftist talking point, um, you know, which is that we should all care for environment and fight for climate change and stuff like that. But really, right now, when there are so little flights anyway, and is it really necessary to go tax like SIA when they are kind of in deep shit, lah, in other words, right? So, yeah, and I, I just wonder how those people who were retrenched because the company just did not have money to pay for all this stuff, like the 4,000 people who were retrenched, how they would feel about somebody going to parliament and asking the company that can't afford to pay them to pay for environmental taxes. And it's just, wow, I can't. <laughs> and the thing that really frustrates me is that 
I kind of get that he's trying to say that these flights to nowhere are unnecessary and therefore there needs to be some cost um, to SIA because they are doing these unnecessary things to harm the environment, to earn money, and therefore they should pay a price for it for harming the environment. So my question to Jameis is, well, if you say that, then what about everyone else who's just taking flights for leisure? Like so many people travel for fun. Not everyone travels for necessity. Then should regular flights also have this environmental tax? Okay, I, I, I think he would probably say yes. Um, but it's just ridiculous. There are so many people who do so many things for fun. Whenever you have a barbecue with your neighbors in the backyard, you are like emitting carbon dioxide and like soot into the air. Are you going to pay environmental tax when you do that? When you drive your car to somewhere for fun, are you also going to pay an environmental tax on that? I mean, then where do we draw the line on what is necessary and what isn't? And who are you to say that, you know, like a company that is struggling and just trying it's best to still earn some money to be profitable and to keep its staff needs to be taxed for the environment, for the harm that they're causing to the environment. And you, you know what else really just triggers me right now? I, I know I'm going to get so much hate for this again because I'm talking about Raisha Khan again, but this is just so glaring. I mean, it's so hypocritical that his running mate for Singkang, father owns an oil and gas company. Oil and gas company, do you know how much fossil fuels they are like supplying to people? And shouldn't they be taxed also for an environmental tax, a carbon tax for all the harm that they're causing to the environment? I mean, it's not like her father owns a solar company. How about you call for an environmental tax for her dad? That, that would show that you're not a fucking hypocrite. It's time for some unfiltered advice. We've come to the advice segment of our podcast where you guys leave me a question and I try my best to give you live advice. <laughs> Not the PC type, okay? So let's see what we have here. Okay, somebody said, I found out my dad has a mistress, but he does not want to admit it. What should I do? <laughs> wow, this one is like a really, really tough one. Um, I think what I would do is to first speak to my dad and show him the evidence that I have. If it's like irrefutable evidence, I mean, what can he say, right? He cannot, like, I guess he can just kind of deny, deny, deny all the way. Lah. But, you know, just tell him, Lord, if I catch you doing anything like that again and I will be keeping my eyes open, I will be telling mom, right? What else that you can actually do? Just try to kind of like be a private investigator here and try to find out the identity of the mistress. So it may be you can try to contact the mistress and tell her to leave your family alone. Otherwise, you will be posting up her photo on Facebook to shame her. Uh-huh. Then maybe she'll be scared and just leave your dad alone. Yeah, so maybe that. But I must say that this is a kind of a really tough situation lah, because you don't want to be the one to kind of break up your parents' marriage as well. And maybe, maybe your mom is the kind of person who would rather not know. Like it's hard to believe, but yeah, there are people who are like that. They would rather just not know. Like treat me nice and I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, so. Another issue here is your relationship with your dad. I think when this kind of thing happens... It erodes away at the respect that you had for your father. And this, this is coming from personal experience because my dad also was not faithful to my mom. And when I found out about it via her, when they were fighting about it, you know, I think I really lost a lot of respect for him. And till today, I still harbor a lot of anger. I am not angry on behalf of my mom. You know, I'm angry that he would do this to the whole family and 
I it starts to make me wonder, like, do you not love like not only your wife but your children as well? Momentary enjoyment with your dick is more important than preserving your family unit. That's what I think. And I think it's very dangerous for children to have this kind of feelings like towards their dad, destroys the, you know, relationship permanently. Lah. So my advice to you is that, you know, you go talk about this to your father and say, let him know your feelings and that this does not just affect the wife. It also affects the family and how the children see their father. And I'm sure most men don't want to have a strange family, right? They care and that they just think that it's, no big deal maybe or that they think that they wouldn't be found out um, or that maybe once they got into it they truly fell in love with their mistress and don't know how to get out of it yeah but either way I wish you the best so I've got two questions here from two different people but they're kind of related so I'll talk about it together and the first one is advice for someone who doesn't have a dream in life is it wrong and somebody else asked as well, uh, diploma versus degree. I think a lot of you guys are young and you're still trying to decide what you want to do in life. And I get it that it's really like daunting because what you decide to study now might have uh, affect your future in a really big way, right? And not everyone is as lucky as me to kind of fall into like a dream job. Yeah, so... Okay, so to answer the question of, you know, is it wrong to not have a dream in life? I think there's a huge problem with living in societies that are very advanced and living in a city state where you see a lot of very successful people. A lot of people are in like high paying jobs and it's very stressful because you feel that when you're young, the world is your oyster and there is like endless things that you can achieve if only you set your mind to it. And while this kind of mindset is good, it makes you work hard. At the same time, it, the uncomfortable truth is that not everyone can achieve spectacular things in their career, right? And then when that happens, you kind of fall into a midlife crisis or quarter life crisis and you think, eh, how come I'm stuck in this job? I'm not advancing. You know, am I in the wrong industry? Or maybe this is not the kind of thing that I like to do, uh, you know, that or, or that I'm passionate about, right? But I feel that in the past, people are a lot happier because they're very happy just being like, you know, the village um, plumber or something like that, right? That it's something that sustains you for life and you get, you know, you get enough money to spend and you focus on other hobbies and things that make you happy. But in our society nowadays, I think it's really dangerous that everyone hopes to get some kind of cushy office job. Nobody wants to do like things like, for example, you know, be a construction worker and stuff like that. How can every single person have that kind of job? Somebody else has to do different jobs. Lah. And certain jobs may not be as glamorous, but maybe they can pay not bad as well, you know? Like, for example, nobody would strive to be an aircon repairman. But think about it. Everyone needs an aircon repairman, right? So if you have the skill set and that's something that you can do for the rest of your life, then maybe you have enough money and then you can focus on other things that make you happy like family or other hobbies that you like to do like go fishing, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, maybe that's not really that bad of a thing. Yep, so that's what I think. And I also think that it's nothing wrong to not have a dream in life. Don't let people who are, you know, always trying to be high achievers make you feel that you have to be the same as them. You know, there's nothing wrong with being a happy, contented person who is happy with the simple things in life. With the question of diploma versus degree, I think that not necessarily a degree will make sure that you do better in life. 
especially in my line of work, you know, like we look at things like portfolio more and your skill set. Like if, for example, you might not have a diploma or degree, but if you are really, really good at editing videos, I'll still hire you. You get what I mean? So yeah, I don't think that it's something that if you cannot achieve a degree, that's something that you should be too depressed about or anything like that. It really, it really just depends on which industry you want to work in. If you want to be a teacher, then too bad. You have to take a degree, right? We have one more submission here from Unemployed Diary. And his question is not going to listen, laugh out loud. I have an advice for you. My advice is that you are a fucking loser. Excuse me. Even your name is called Unemployed, eh? seriously. And then you bother to answer my Instagram story to tell me that you are not going to listen, laugh out loud. Is that very funny? Really? I mean, like... This shows that you're a fucking loser lah. What's wrong with you? Get a fucking life. Alright, that's the end of the advice that I have for you this week. And I'd love to give more advice to you guys. <laughs> I feel very stupid asking this because like how would I know if people want my advice or not? But anyway, regardless, send your questions in if you have anything that you want me to discuss on air. So next, we're going to move on to our dedications. Dedication time! We have a dedication this week from Cap Lee Mao and he says, or she says, I guess, Hi, Ting Xing, I love you. Will you marry me already? <laughs> wow, so romantic. I don't know whether you are proposing uh, through my podcast, but if you are, can you please marry him? If not, then my podcast will produce a failed uh, proposal and that's not nice. Alright, so we've come to the end of my podcast and I'd love to know your thoughts about some of the topics that have been discussed today. I'll be posting on my IG stories so you guys can go do the polls and DM me your thoughts as well. And don't forget to tune in next week if you have any ideas on what are the topics I should talk about or any questions that you want some advice about. Uh, do participate on my Instagram stories as well. So I'll see you guys next week. Bye!